Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DJ Nation, we are back. Had a little hiatus last week. Uh, Maddie had a little wedding to go to where he went on a five-day bender. <laughs> um, and uh, we, But we are back for this glorious Week 18 slate that we have ahead of us. Should be a lot of fun. We already have, I will say at least the positive is that we're not like going into the weekend like still wondering who's going to play, who's not. The, a lot of these teams have done a pretty good job of already saying, no, nah, we're not doing it. So, I mean, as of right now, the Ravens are pretty much going to be um, sitting all of their guys, the Rams, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Browns. All these teams are going to be sitting their starters, so we don't have to worry about that. That is a possible. And we have some healthy totals here this week with the, the Cardinals and Seahawks game at 47.5 total, the Cowboys game at 46, the Lions at 45.5. You have the Packers, Saints at 44 and 43.5, and, and then you have the Eagles and Giants game at 42. You have some other games that uh, has a little bit of meaning behind it, but I think for the most part, these are kind of the best games to look at for this week. But uh, overall, like when I when I look at this weekend slate, like I think there's some fun spots, right? Like, but we say it all the time, kind of like with week one, like do not go crazy, do not go and just and, and just play your entire bankroll like you would on a normal main slate or something like that, because there is going to be a lot of craziness with this slate. There, we're going to get probably a lot of really cheap running backs. It looks like we could possibly see like Jordan Mason and Pierre Strong be the starting running backs for both 4K. So it's kind of weird because there's not a lot of payoff options either on this slate. Without, you know, Christian McCaffrey's not playing. Kyron Williams isn't playing. So that means the highest price running back is uh, 7,600. Wide receiver, you know, C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown, I think are two guys that you could probably look at as obviously both having still something to play for. Both these teams need to, you know, win to win the division. If Dallas wins, they take the division two seed. If Dallas were to lose and the Eagles were to win, they would take the two seed and the division. Um, so, but if they both lost, then that's how Detroit could slide in and Detroit could still get the two seed. So there's still a little bit of motivation for the Lions, but uh, I don't know. Overall, I, I think this is going to be kind of a fun slate to kind of parse through. But again, Save some of that money for next week when we get to the fantasy playoffs or the NFL playoffs, whatever. That's, uh, you know, things are a little bit uh, better uh, when every team has something to play for. So with that being said, Maddie, let's just dive into the slate. Like I already said, no Patrick Mahomes, no Lamar Jackson, no Brock Purdy, uh, no Joe Flacco, no Matthew Stafford this week. So what are you looking to do at quarterback? Yeah, when I first saw uh, Adam Schefter's tweet on all the quarterbacks that are playing this week, I wasn't sure if I was still drunk or if uh, if that was real. Uh, but yet here we are. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's four guys that I have interest in this week. I, I'm not going dumpster diving on the cheap guys. I mean, you can, you could, the one cheap guy that you could definitely sell me on, um, you know, assuming he plays cause he was limited in practice today would be Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, he, he did really well last week against the Rams and now gets an even better matchup, uh, at home against Philly. He's only 5,300. Um, he threw 41 passes last week, and I would expect more of the same uh, this week as well. So 
he would be the cheap guy that I would play. Um, and if I'm not playing Tyrod, um, I'm paying up for one of these these uh, higher price QBs, and that's uh, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, and Justin Fields. I mean, Hurts, uh, you just mentioned it. You know, all the all these must win teams. Uh, you know, Philly and, and Dallas are both you know vying for the division and, and the number two seed. So both those teams are going to play to win because both of them have very winnable matchups, and uh, you know they'll just be hoping for the other team to lose. Uh, so both Hertz and Dak should smash uh, again this week to with what we're accustomed to. Um, and then Justin Fields gets his final, you know, uh, his final, I guess, show for, for him being the franchise QB uh, there in, in Chicago. Uh, and it's a divisional matchup in green Bay. Um, and we know green Bay's run defense has been abysmal uh, all year long. And this is a really good spot for fields to go over a hundred yards on the ground. Uh, and, and DJ Moore is also motivated considering he got a uh, pro bowl snub. I saw he put a, a picture on Twitter of, uh, of the Joker. Uh, so, you know, the fields to DJ Moore this week could be, uh, could be the tournament, could be the tournament stack. Um, so those three guys, and then I don't even hate Jordan love on the other side of that game. He's been really good the second half of the season. Um, and Chicago has been a pass funnel defense all year long. So those are really the five main quarterbacks that I'm focused on. I'm not going to go crazy with any of these other guys. Like I'm not playing Carson Wentz. I'm not playing, you know, uh, Stidham. I'm not playing Easton Sam Darnold. I'm good on Sam Darnold as well. Unless, unless they were to say, you know, Ayuk's going to play and Debo's going to play. If he's like throwing to Jawan Jennings and uh, what is it? Ronnie Bell and these other guys, like Ray Ray McLeod, like I, I, I'm just, I'm just good on that. I'll play these guys like Dak and, and fields and uh, even Tyrod that, that have better weapons around them. Um, Cause I mean, at least Tyrod has Waller back and Slayton has housed, you know, two, a 70 yard touchdown in both of his last two games you know, Wandale is fine in the slot. Like there's actually, there's actually ways that Tyrod can put up points and, and the Philly defense has just been bad this year uh, in all facets. So I don't even hate Saquon this week either. So I think that the Philly giants game is a really interesting one. Um, and especially liking that game so much. I mean, I, I, I can just see Hertz just nuking him and AJ Brown. So it's a, it's, it is an interesting slate. My QB is definitely going to come from one of, one of that group that I just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you on paying up for the top guys. You know, Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott, especially, you know, that matchup against the, the Commanders. Obviously, it's a matchup that we've pretty much been targeting for most of the year uh, with, with quarterbacks, with wide receivers. So, yeah, I mean, Dak, it, it certainly makes a lot of sense. Jalen Hurts, this offense needs to figure something out to get right. They have looked pretty bad. I mean, this is a Giants team that has struggled at times against the pass as well. Uh, we don't know if Devonta Smith is going to play. If he didn't play, then that just makes A.J. Brown just a smash play here for the Eagles. But in terms of kind of the off-the-board guys, I think Kyler Murray just continues to get overlooked every single week. Uh, he's $6,400, and Kyler Murray has played pretty well this year uh, it, w- since he's come back. And he's a player that has, you know, he gets you five to seven, you know, kind of carries every single game. If you look since he's been returned since week 10, he's received six, seven, one in week 12, but then nine, six, five, five in terms of rush attempts uh, there. And so he continues to get work there. I mean, they, they put on a clinic last week against the Eagles, but that's kind of what we target. But he threw three touchdowns in that game. He has put up 20 DK points or more uh, in two straight weeks as well. He's still pretty cheap at $6,400. It's a player in years past you would have paid in the 7K range for at a matchup at home against Seattle. Seattle obviously has something to play for. You know this Cardinals team is going to play spoiler here. 
And so $6,400, Kyler Murray, I do like him quite a bit. And then if you're wanting to pay down, I actually think Nick Mullins does make some sense here at $5,100. We've seen some ceiling from him, you know, prior to last week, whenever, you know, the Vikings just completely sold the game by starting Jaron Hall for whatever dumb reason. I, you know, I could uh, totally have understood if they had nothing to play for. But like, that was the dumbest decision I've ever seen. And I actually think, oh, you know, uh, Kevin O'Connell is actually a decent coach. And I don't know what the hell he was thinking um, with, with that move. But, uh, you know, because previously to those two games, now I get it that Nick Mullins turns the ball over a lot. I mean, he had six he had six turnovers the, the previous two games. But the, what world you thought starting Jaron Hall was going to uh, work out, I don't know. But uh, regardless, he, he did throw for 22.12 and 20, almost 24. And two weeks ago, whenever they played the same matchup against Detroit, at home, he threw for 400 yards and two touchdowns in that game. Uh, so I, I do think Nick Mullins at $5,100. This Lions defense has been absolutely dreadful over their last four games. They've allowed 300. They're averaging uh, allowing a 300 yards per game and six touchdowns uh, over the last four games. So this is a very good spot. I think the target uh, with a quarterback and he's super cheap. I think he'd make it an easy stack with Justin Jefferson who is going to play in this game. The Vikings technically still have something to play for. They need a lot to happen for them to make the playoffs. They have like a 4% chance to make the playoffs. I think with a win, it goes up to 9%. I know they need, I believe they need uh, the Saints to lose. They need the, who else was it? The um, I think it's the Packers to lose. They need the Seahawks to lose. Like They need a lot to go their way for them to make the playoffs, but they still technically have something to play for. So, uh, he, I do think Nick Mullins, if you want to go somewhere, and like I said, he they, this is a team that throws the ball a lot, and uh, you know, and this is a game where low, technically the Lions still have something to play for. So I do think you can see the Lions really push the pace here. It is a, in a dome game, so you don't have to worry about any weather. So I do think Nick Mullins, like I said, is somebody that I'm going to have some interest in in that game. Uh, other than that, um, <clears throat> you know. I, I I definitely agree with you with Tyrod. Uh, sounds like he should be okay to play. He was limited uh, limited practice with a back injury, but he balled out last week with uh, really could have been 400 passing yards or 319 passing yards, one touchdown. He almost had six carries for 40 yards in that game uh, last week where he was $4,600. He's still only $5,300 this week. So I do agree with that call as well. Um, the Jordan Love call. It makes me a little nervous. Like he's gotten there a lot on touchdown volume. Like his, he has run extremely hot in touchdowns this year. That's really where a lot of his numbers have come from. Uh, I don't. You have to go all the way back to week eleven, the last time he threw for over three hundred yards, for him to hit that three hundred yard bonus, and it's the only time he's done so all year. So he hasn't been someone that's getting a lot of three hundred yard games. It's just he has so many games with multi touchdown efforts. Uh, he's not really doing anything on the ground either. This is not something they really ask him to do. Only has one game all year where he has over five rush attempts. And so that's not something he's really going to do a lot of. But you, but I, it's hard to deny he scored 28 and 23 the last couple of uh, weeks. It does sound like there's a chance that Christian Watson could return. Jane Reed should be okay to play in this game as well. He got back. A he was a, he's been in a limited practice in both Wednesday and Thursday. So that is very positive uh, news for him as well. So Jaden Reed is somebody that could play this week, but uh, like I said, Christian Watson, um, you know, got into limited practice. We'll have to see if he's able to play. But if they may be full strength here with all their weapons. But the Chicago defense has been pretty good. Like they're not as much of a, a pass funnel over their last four games. They they've only allowed 237 and a half passing yards per game. Uh, that is 15th in the league. So it's not as bad. Uh, obviously, they've been much better against the run. 
But uh, overall, I, I just think that I'm not as excited to play that just because I feel like he has to get there with touchdowns uh, to make that work. But still, this is obviously a must-win game for the Packers. The Packers win, they're in. So, uh, but you did definitely expect the Bears are going to come out and put up everything they can to try to stop that. But uh, so overall, I think you're right. I think I'm going to pay up at quarterback. I definitely like the Justin Fields call. He has been really good this year. But I, I think it's either I'm either going to play if I'm going to pay down, I'm going to play Kyler Murray. And then I would look at um, uh, Nick Mullins that, that I talked about. I, I think those would be the two guys that I think you could look at playing at quarterback. Is there anybody else that you, uh, you want to hit on? No, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, because like you said, I'm I'm not really all that enthused of playing Carson Wentz or no, especially without none of guys. their weapons. I know it sounds yeah. like with like Wentz, uh, it sounds like there's a shot that. Puka Nakua will play. He has a couple records he needs to, you know, he could hit. They're just going to get him those and then sit him, though, it sounds like. Yeah, and it's only like 30 yards for the for the four catches. Record. Yeah. So, it, I, so he's, a a lock, he's a lock for seven points, yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to sit. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Carson Wentz is $4,500, but I'm not – I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz was bad nah. before that. And same with Darnold. Like, unless we got word that Ayuk was going to play the full game and Debo and Kittle and those guys, I, I'm I'm out on Darnold as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any scenario, especially Debo Samuel that would play. But no, I, no I don't shot. think any of those guys play. I don't. I agree. I agree. All right, let's go over the running backs, and this is where things get interesting. Like I already said, Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams are both, um, you know, are not going to play. Also, or Alvin Kamara is. Uh, he didn't practice again today. Uh, he hasn't practiced with an ankle injury. So there's a possibility that he doesn't play in this game. Now, this is a must-win game for New Orleans. They have to win this game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, it doesn't sound like he's going to play here. Josh Jacobs, they said he's a game-time decision. He's not playing. They have nothing else to play for. Why in the hell would they run him out here for the last game of the year? He's missed the last three, which opens the door for Zamir White. Now, Zamir White has been fantastic. Uh, yeah. He is 6K. Uh, here and then you know there's some other situation we have to monitor like San Francisco you know we might be seeing Jordan Mason who is 4k be the starting running back here with Elijah Mitchell questionable again you know with all the injuries he's dealt with and then the Browns likely won't play Kareem Hunt or Jerome Ford uh, so that would open the door for Pierre Strong who is also 4k so we could be getting a lot of really cheap running back plays this week but what are you looking to do at running back? Yeah, I'm I'm playing as many cheap guys as as the slate allows. Uh, if we get any of these men men price starters, I'm just gonna play them. Um, I, I do like Zamir White um, at six K. Same same breath as James Conner. Um, Conner's been balling out three of the last four weeks. Uh, and it's good good matchup for him against Seattle as well. Um, and then also the you didn't the one situation you didn't mention to monitor would be the Chiefs. I would I would be shocked if Pacheco plays, given that he's nursing an injury and they're not going to have the one seed. If he were to be out, they'd either leave Ceh or Prince, and um, you know if Ceh were to miss, Prince is also down there, um, very cheap as well. So I, I think we're going to get a couple of these guys, and and they're all absolutely in play. But I do also like the six K guys as well. I, I don't know that I'm going to play Tony Pollard. I get it; he's in a really good spot. Washington has been abysmal ever since trading. Chase Young and Montez Sweat, you know, they've been just bad at defending the run and they've been bad defending the pass the entire season. So um, I expect Dallas to crush uh, in that game. And I just, uh, there's a lot of running backs to like <laughs> this week, especially if, if we get the freebies down low. 
Um, but yeah, if, if, if we were to not get any freebies, it would be Zamir white and James Connor would probably be my two favorites, um, in the six K range, but outside of them, those two guys, uh, it's, it's the men price guys for me. Yeah. You mentioned James Connor. He was somebody that I was definitely uh, going to hit on. He has scored 20 DK points or more in three of his last four games. Yeah. And Seattle has been terrible against the run. They've allowed yep. a 5.8, 5, 5.18 yards per carry, which is the fourth highest rate in the league. They also have allowed eight touchdowns, which is the, the most over the uh, last four games. Their stuff rate is the fourth lowest, as well as their 2.1 yards before contact, which is the sixth highest rate in the league as well. So Seattle's been really bad against the run. James Conner sets up to be a phenomenal play. Had quite a bit of him last week uh, as well against the Eagles because the Eagles have also been uh, dreadful against the run as well. Yeah, and Saquon's a good play as well. I forgot to mention him. I mentioned him when I talked about Tyrod, but Saquon, because of what you're about to say. Yes, so the Eagles have been almost just as bad. They're allowing 141.3 rushing yards per game over their last four. They are also bottom five in stuff rate as well. So, I mean, this is a defense that is just completely cratered all all around. Like, it's not earlier in the year, it was all their run defense is really good, but they really struggled to stop the pass. Now it's just they can't stop anything. This defense has just been absolutely dreadful against the run. So, I do think that, you know, if you want to play Saquon, who is cheaper, he's $6,900. He's still kind of the bell cow within the offense. Uh, You know, last week wasn't as much because of the script, but he's still somebody that's going to see a pretty solid target share on a week-to-week basis. Um, In terms of the payup options, I think you have to like Rashad White. He's $6,700. I mean, on most weeks, you would say, okay, I I can pay up for Kyron Williams. Why would I play Rashad White? But... Without those two guys now, I mean, Rashad White against Carolina. Carolina still, you know, really struggles to stop posing running backs, especially on the ground. They have allowed five rushing touchdowns over their last four games, and they still allow about 116.5 over that same span. Uh, I will say their stuff rate is much better. It's one of the best in the league. It is actually uh, top four in the league in terms of stuff rate, but uh, everything else isn't really great. Yards after contact, they they really struggle with. They are they have the third highest yards after contact for attempt. Um, so that is something to mention as well. But I still think Rashad White in a, in a game that if they win, they can get into the playoffs at seventy six hundred dollars. We know he has one of the most secure roles in the league. Uh, involved in the passing game, involved on the on the ground. So I think Rashad White in a matchup that they should be able to control against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think he is somebody that is well within play. I would say Brees Hall, but I can't. The only thing that really stands out with him is his just elite passing game usage. He has 21 receptions over his last two games, and even more so, even over his last five games, he has six catches, eight catches, one, 12, and nine. Uh, he has been absolutely peppered in the passing game. But this isn't a great matchup against the, the Patriots. The Patriots have been really good against opposing running backs this year. They have been almost elite against that position. So I don't think you really need to get there with him. Uh, in terms of the other ones, like you said, Tony Pollard makes no sense to me. Tony Pollard, uh, as much as I love that, uh, loved that dude, I think Tony Pollard is a baller, uh, you know, heading into this year. But this, he has just been dreadful for the most part. Over his last three games, he hasn't even uh, crested more than eight, or eight DK points. He just hasn't been able to get there. They've been perfectly okay with airing it out. He doesn't really see a lot of targets. I mean, you you had the week 14 game where he did see seven catches and eight uh, on eight targets. But for the most part this year, it's very few and far between. It's been three, one, and three over his last three. And if he's going to be heavy chalk, like, I, I, I'm not doing it. Like, the guy just hasn't been able to get there. And once they get down to the goal line, 
They don't seem to really give him any opportunities down there. They're, they they will throw the ball or they'll give it to their fullback or they'll bring in Rico Dowdle. Whatever the case, it's not Tony Pollard. So I just can't play extremely chalky Tony Pollard. Uh, I would get it if he was going to be cheaper, but if I, I can uh, pay down for James Conner or Zamir White who uh, get the same role, get monster workloads, involved in the passing game, uh, who are five and $400 cheaper. Just give me that. I think that's just the safer route. So I, I don't like that play at all. I'm not a fan. I think Kenneth Walker is also another aspect you could look at here. Uh, he is uh, questionable, but he's that's kind of been his role the last couple of weeks where he's been limited in practice. But uh, also another really good matchup, Arizona has really struggled to stop opposing running backs as well. They allow 161.7 rushing yards per game uh, with a 5.51 yards per carry average, which is the highest rate in the league. Uh, so they have really struggled. They have the lowest stuff rate in the league, one of the highest yards after contact per attempt, and their yards before contact is number one in the league with 2.48. So this is another a matchup you could look at with Kenneth Walker. Now, the only thing frustrating with him sometimes is the, the uh, involvement of Zach Charbonnet, who tends to uh, blend in. So you could look there, but that being a little worrisome. But other than that, you know, if Joe Mixon didn't play, Chase Brown would become an excellent play at $4,600 against a Cleveland team that's going to be sitting with a lot of their starters. So that's not going to be the same defense that you would typically run into. And then, like you already mentioned, you have the really cheap guys at 4K that, that could possibly play Pierre Strong and – I just don't think the 49ers play Elijah Mitchell. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries himself, which, which is wild because he barely plays. But I don't think they put him out there. I think you see Jordan Mason, who has in limited time been explosive. So I think those are the two guys, the two pay, real pay down options. You mentioned the Chiefs. I don't think it would be Prince. I think it would actually be LaMichael, LaMichael Pirine because uh, it's been him and Keontae Ingram have been the two running backs they've been bringing up when they've had guys miss. And so – I don't think it would be Prince. I think it would be probably P. Ryan getting most of the work. He is much more of a kind of a three-down back or has the potential to be. So I think it would be Michael P. Ryan would be the guy if Clyde edwards Lair and Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco's not playing. I'm not even worried about that. But the injuries he's dealt with and everything else, there's no reason for them to have him out there whatsoever. So he won't play. I think it's possible they could run CEH out there to kind of get one more opportunity to get some tape out there because he's going to be a free agent after this year. But if they don't want to, because, you know, with uh, Jerick McKinnon on IR, uh, do they, you know, really want to uh, mess with that? I could see him sitting, and then I think Michael P. Ryan would probably be the guy that you would look at here with the Chiefs. So um, that being said, uh, I don't really have anything else to bring uh, in terms of the running backs. I, you know, whether it's the – I think you could look at Jameer Gibbs. He continues to play really well. That's why I didn't mention him. But uh, I know he it was terrible last week against Dallas. But uh, – uh, other than that, I mean, he has been a baller prior to that. So I think this, could, especially if this could be some sort of a shootout, which it has some s- sort of potential to be, especially as much as uh, Nick Mullins turns the ball over, uh, I think then you could look at somebody like Isaiah Pacheco or De- uh, Dave Montgomery as options as well. You mean Jameer Gibbs? Yeah, Jameer Gibbs. I don't know who I said, <laughs> but Jameer Gibbs and Dave Montgomery, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. If you're playing Mullins, I think you need a you you would want to play a line on the other side for sure, and and I think Gibbs makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, you have anybody else you want to hit on? Uh, no. Let's go to receiver. Let's keep it moving. All right. So, obviously, I think this is going to where everybody's going to want to pay up because you have C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown, both are in elite spots. If you're going to have all these quarter, all these running backs and everything. 
that are going to be super cheap. It's going to make it very, very easy to plug in a CD Lamb and uh, AJ Brown if you wanted to. Both of those guys are in elite spots. Uh, I think both of them, especially if like Devontae Smith doesn't play, that really limits uh, what else we're looking at here. I highly, highly doubt Devontae Smith plays here uh, with the injury he suffered last week. He hasn't practiced uh, at all this week. You know, this is, I don't, it's not a meaningless game because obviously if Dallas were to lose, but Dallas is also 14 point favorites against the Commanders, right? And so uh, I think it would be a pretty big letdown spot. Now, it is on the road, I believe, in, yep. in, in Washington. And now this Dallas team has not played nearly as well on the road as they do at home. So there's some level of uh, a possibility here. And if Jacoby Brissett were to play, then I think that you, know, you could really see a scenario where it's possible. So that's why Philadelphia has to play their starters because they could still get the two seed. But overall, you know, I think both of these guys are in elite spots this week. CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown. Both of these guys can go absolutely nuclear and crush this slate. And then the other pay-up options are Almanase Brown, Justin Jefferson. Cooper Cup's not going to play. Devontae Adams, Puka Nakua is going to play, but it would be very limited. Uh, I don't think Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, I don't think any of those guys play. But Mike Evans at $7,400 is in play. Jamar Chase, D.K. Metcalf. I do not think Brandon Ayuk is going to play. Then you have uh, DJ Moore, Rishi Rice. We'll have to talk about him, but it's possible he could play because he needs like 60 yards for him to break, or not break, but uh, uh, pass 1,000 receiving yards. It's possible Andy Reid spoke this week and said, we'll see about possibly getting some of these guys their records, or not their records, but you know these milestones for these guys. Uh, Travis Kelsey is 16 yards away from uh, another 1,000-yard season, so I think it's possible you see him. But Rishi Rice, he's like 60-plus yards to get there, but he is $6,800. And then you have Chris Olave, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, Corlin Sutton, uh, Chris Godwin, T. Higgins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Adam Thielen are all in the 6K and above range. So who who here at wide receiver are you looking to plug in? I'm not paying up for anybody that, that has any uncertainty around them, like, like Rishi Rice. Um, so I'm paying up for guys that I know are locked into high-volume roles. And and for me, it's it's those four guys at the top. CeeDee Lamb at Washington, we know he's a lock for 10 targets, could see up to anywhere up to 15 to 17. Uh, A.J. Brown, who hasn't shown a ceiling since week eight, but we know the ceiling is there. Um, and the Giants play a lot of uh, – they 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 blitz a lot, play a lot of man coverage. Um, so it is a, it definitely is a spot where Brown could, could smash. Um, Amon Ra just smashed in the same matchup two weeks ago. Uh, he scored over 30 DK points had 12 targets. You attack Minnesota in the slot. This is a really good spot at home uh, for Amon Ra to, to continue rolling. And then on the same side of that, or the same, the other side of that game, same game, uh, Justin Jefferson, 8,500 uh, on the road at Detroit. You already mentioned that Mullins is in a good spot facing a really bad Detroit pasty. Um, and, and this is a good spot for Justin Jefferson as well. Um, so all four of those guys are absolutely in play. Um I will probably prioritize two of them given the value that we're going to have. Uh, you can definitely make at least two of those guys work. Um, and then just slightly below them is DJ Moore at 7K, who if you're playing Justin Fields, I think you just click DJ Moore as well. Um, the Green Bay defense hasn't been you know great against the pass, and this is definitely a really good spot that DJ Moore uh, can smash here. And we already mentioned that you know, he was a Pro Bowl snub and and tweeted out a picture of of the Joker. And, uh, you know, he's he's not happy about that. And he's had a monster season with Fields. Uh, his several games over 30 DK points. So 7K for him is definitely uh, a fair price. 
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and from there it's, it's going to be Jaden Reed. If he plays, he's 5,700 against, uh, in that same, same game on the other side. Uh, he's been a touchdown machine, Terry McLaurin. If, if Jacoby Brissett is the starter, Brissett unlocked, uh, Terry McLaurin's ceiling in very limited playing time. And he just locked onto him from a target perspective. So, uh, really like, uh, really like him as well. If, if Brissett were to start there. Um, Cooks is obviously in play if you're playing Dak at 5,200. Um, sliding down all the way to now we get to the cheap guys. Uh, you know, we talked about the Rams are going to sit there, guys. So you have like guys like Tutu Atwell is 3,300, uh, who's definitely in play. And we've actually seen a ceiling from Tutu uh, this year. He's he scored uh, 20 DK points and had a couple games above 15 as well. So I, I think Tutu would probably be my favorite Rams receiver. And um, you know, we we know Carson Wentz is a is a chuck the ball down the field kind of guy and isn't afraid to to turn it over. So um I like the 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 two two play with uh with Wentz at the helm there. Um the we mentioned Tyrod's in a good spot. So Slayton, who's caught a 70 plus yard touchdown in back to back games, is in another good spot here at 4K. Um so there there are some good cheap receivers to like. Um this week to to go with those high price studs and those those cheaper running backs that we have, but for the most part, I think what's going to be the popular build and and what I think is the most responsible build is to play as many cheap running backs as we get and then load up on these these CD Lambs and AJ Browns and Amon Ra and and Justin Jefferson and DJ Moore as many of those guys as you can fit. Yeah, I and mean, I think when. The wide receivers. I mean, I think there's some some other you know cheaper options. I think obviously the Jaguars, which is one we haven't really talked about, but the Jaguars defense is extremely or not their defense, but their their uh, the Titans defense is extremely banged up. They're missing a ton of pieces. They're not playing for anything, but obviously the Jaguars are. They're trying to still win this division. It's even possible the Jaguars could even get kicked out in the playoffs. So they have to win this game. We haven't really talked about them, but uh, you have Christian Kirk, who is three K. Uh, who was designated to return. Now, I don't know if he plays this week or not. Um, obviously, it's a must-win game for them, but you have to feel like with them, they still have enough pieces that they should be able to beat the Titans without him because it doesn't sound like Will Levis is going to play. It could actually be uh, Malik Willis who starts. Uh, we'll see on that because really, what else do you have to see from Ryan Tannehill? But, uh, you know, even not, not without him, but Zay Jones is also only $3,700 or $3,800. Uh, it sounds like he has a much better shot at playing this week than Christian Kirk does, but... If Kirk does play 3K, it's going to be pretty hard to get away from that. He is going to probably be mega chalk uh, if that were to be the case. But uh, we'll have to monitor that situation. But it does sound like there's a much better shot than Zay Jones 
does play, and if Kirk doesn't, I mean, there's a pretty good shot here that Kirk or that Zay Jones sees a pretty healthy target share within that offense. And so I, I do think if, you know, he's another pay down option that you could look at. Uh, there's going to be quite a few of these like really cheap guys. Uh, I think for the Chiefs uh, side, uh, there's been a lot of talk about Justin Ross, that they're looking to feature him this this week. And in a game where most of their starters aren't going to play, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, he may play a series or two or just to get him that 16 yards and get him off the field. Same thing with Rishi Rice. I don't even – they may not even play him at all. I mean, it's not that big of a deal for him to hit 1,000 yards. But um, just to keep him healthy because those two – but Justin Ross is a guy they've talked about. And he has some rapport with uh, with Blaine Gabbert. I mean, he had uh, some connections with him in the preseason. And so, you know, Blaine Gabbert uh, is going to be starting this game for the Chiefs. And so against a, a Chargers defense that can definitely be had through the air or on the ground. And so uh, – he is also somebody you could look at as well. Big body wide receiver, a lot of preseason hype. Then he got in trouble and missed six weeks. So he's kind of just working his way back in. Uh, but I think you would look there as well if you want another pay down option. But AJ Brown is my favorite pay up option. Like I, I think that he can absolutely just absolutely torch this uh, giant secondary. And then, like I've already said with this team, you're talking about a defense here that uh, or a, a team that is obviously, you know, trying to get everything back on track. And then you're talking about the possibility of no Devonta Smith. I mean, so it makes it really hard. I mean, he could absolutely crush this slate. 40 plus upside is definitely there for AJ Brown. I like him a lot. I am more worried about Amon Ross St. Brown because, you know, if you, if you look at this and, um, you know, I, I think it's a possibility that, you know, the motivation. Now I will say, obviously the Dallas and Philadelphia game is at three o'clock. So they're not really going to know that. Uh, for sure, but at the same time, like I question, do they really have that much money? Because they need a lot to happen. I mean, you need both Philadelphia and uh, Dallas to lose for Detroit to get the two seed. So they're pretty much locked into that three seed. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, heaven forbid you get one of these guys hurt in a game that doesn't, you really don't have much of a shot at getting. So I'm a little bit hesitant to play somebody like Amon Ross St. Brown at $8,600 whenever I can just kind of get there with um, with A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb, who I know who have uh, much bigger uh, chances of playing the full game and needing this this game to be able to win, to be able to secure, you know, whether it's the two seed, to try to get that two seed. So I'm not as excited about that. Devontae Adams had a monster game last week. Now, this is a, not a, the same matchup. We saw him finally. He saw 21 targets last week, which is insane. 13 catches, 126 yards, and two scores last week which is actually wild. A friend of mine who has never bet before a day in his life uh, was in Kansas where it's legal to bet. And he was looking at it and he saw a commercial for it. So I guess it came through for, it was DraftKings. You get like $100.53 bets. So he's like, yeah, whatever, screw it. So he went in, he threw in five bucks and he threw in a part, he threw in a bet for, it was a uh, Devontae Adams to score two plus touchdowns and it paid $1,800. He won. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He won $1,800, just threw it in, had no idea what he was doing, just threw <laughs> it in and won. Uh, won $1,800. So I'm like, that's nice. But anyways, I just thought that was a, a funny story. Anyways, but uh, Mike Evans at $7,400 against Carolina. Now, Carolina's pass defense has actually been pretty good. But, you know, this is a spot where this team definitely needs to win. DK Metcalf against Arizona, $7,200. Uh, I think you could look there as well. Like th- I'm going to try to be more condensed with with, with these spots of, of teams that are much more willing uh, that are have something to play for um, here with these spots. And so I do like DK Metcalf. If you're wanting to pay up there. I think it's going to be pretty easy to kind of pay up a wide receiver if you'd like. 
and then a white, and then a, the Green Bay spot. I still think Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed was on on his way to have a monster game last week uh, before he left. You know, at halftime, he he put up twenty six point nine DK points in the first half alone with two touchdowns, six catches for eighty nine yards. Uh, it looked like he was going to have a monster game, and still we'll take that as well. So um, if Jacoby Brissett were to play, if he's gonna if Jacoby Brissett ended up being the starter, Terry McLaurin would be the guy that I would look at fifty five hundred dollars. We know that Jacoby Brissett uh, can unlock Terry McLaurin. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I, I think, would target Terry McLaurin a lot. I think 10-plus targets would be in the range of possibility. So if you're wanting to play a Cowboy stack, running it back with Terry McLaurin, I think, is what I would look to do here uh, at that spot. Because $5,500, I think, is cheap for somebody with his, with, with his sort of upside. Now, we haven't really seen his upside this year because Sam Howell has been absolute dog shit. But, um, yeah, I think you could look there. I think if you are wanting to stack, I, I talked about Kyler Murray. Obviously, Trey McBride is, is a stackable option. But now we finally saw Mike Wilson get involved within this offense. He's somebody I've talked a lot about, but he got there last week. Four catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Saw six targets in that game. Hollywood Brown obviously isn't going to play, so he still remains kind of the number one uh, uh, wide receiver. Also, Greg Dorch at $4,600. He saw seven targets last week as well. Seven catches, 82 yards. I mean, Greg Dorsch just continues to produce, feels like, every single year the last couple of seasons. He, he doesn't have this monster ceiling, but at his price, I think he can give you, you know, 15 DK points, I think, as well within the range of possibilities for him. So if you're wanting to pay there, I think those are the guys you could look at. Darius Slayton, obviously, is is a, another good play. You already mentioned him, but uh, he had a, a solid game, four catches, 106 yards and a touchdown uh, with, with uh, Tyrod Taylor last week. So he's only 4K. Other than that, we kind of you kind of already hit on some of the other really cheap wide receivers. I already talked about the other guys. Zay Jones, I think, would definitely be in play, uh, you know, this week as long as he's able to return as another option. And then, like I mentioned, I think you know taking maybe a shot on somebody like a Justin Ross, who is probably going to play the entire game. And Blaine Gabbert's not a great quarterback, but he's a competent backup quarterback. I mean, he could see you know six, seven, eight targets here in that game for Justin Ross, big like somebody that would definitely look to utilize in the, in the red zone as well. So. I think those would be the wide receivers that I'd be looking to play. What about you? Or is there anybody else that you want to hit on, I guess? No, I think I think we covered most of it. So let's go over to tight end. So tight end this week, you know, tr- you have Travis Kelsey, who is $6,600. Uh, like I said, he has a 16-yard incentive, or 16, 16 yards to reach 1,000. I definitely think they will try to get him in at least for a drive to get that. But that's probably going to be the end of it. Uh, he's not going to play, so we don't even have to worry about him. And Joku's not going to play. Sam Laporta, who is questionable, $6,200. But he did get in a limited practice today. He's $6,200. You have Trey McBride, who is $6K, who has been a baller. He's kind of cooled off, though, a little bit the last couple of weeks, scoring 9 and 10 DK points. But obviously the ceiling is definitely still there for Trey McBride. Evan Ingram, George Kittle, who's likely not going to play. Dallas Goddard, who would be much more interesting, especially if Devontae Smith misses. It makes it a little bit more of a consolidated target share. You know, unless you think Julio Jones is going to score two more touchdowns off two targets again, uh, then that, you know, you can look there. But uh, Jake Ferguson's $4,900. Darren uh, Waller's $4,700. Uh, Taysom Hill is $4,600. Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, and Kyle Pitts wrap up the 4K and above range. What are you looking to do at tight end? Yeah, so there's three main guys I want to play this week. Uh, the first two come from the same game, and and it keeps going back to that same game that I've mentioned a bunch of times now is Philly and the Giants, uh, both tight ends on either side there. Uh, Goddard really intrigues me, especially if, if Smitty misses uh, this game. And then um, Darren Waller on the other side of that. Uh, Tyrod, we know historically, has, has 
enjoyed throwing the tight ends and um, Waller has showed, uh, you know, he's able to have success and still has somewhat of a ceiling um, this year. He has a, a game of 23 DK points and uh, a game of 17 and just had 10 last week. So uh, definitely not awful for a slate where there's very lim- limited tight end options. Um, and then Goddard, we know, can can smash and could end up being the number two uh, receiving option if if Smitty were to miss. So I like both tight ends there. And then uh, a little bit cheaper at 3,700. Uh, I like Tucker Craft a lot. He's He's got four straight games of over 10 DK points, uh, which coincides with uh, Musgrave being out for, for the year. So um, Tucker Craft in a, in a good spot there at home against Chicago. And um, yes, Jordan Love's been running hot with touchdowns, but um, if he continues to run hot, Tucker Craft should should continue to catch them uh, as well. So uh, I do like him at 3,700 in a must-win game for Green Bay. Yeah, the only, the only thing that would worry me with Kraft would mainly because it looks like they're going to have like all the pass catchers back. So like, does it limit his his target upside? But yeah, thirty seven hundred dollars. Chicago's a good matchup against tight end, so it's hard not to love him as well. Um, you know, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think a lot of the guys you talk about, but mainly for me, it's going to be I'm probably going to be running the tight end in my stacks or whatever I'm using. Whether it's Kyler Murray and going with Trey McBride at 6K, yep. um, you know, I think it just makes it pretty easy. Uh, I probably wouldn't do that though with, um, you know, if I played Nick Mullins because I really don't know who. And I do like Komet too. If if you're playing Fields, if Komet plays, I know he's not been practicing with a knee issue, um, but he played last week. He just played a season low snaps of 12. Um, so it, it does kind of worry me the the fact that he played last week but only played like 12 snaps. Um, uh, Komet did get in a limited practice today, so that's a positive. Okay. Because, I mean, we know that if Fields throws four four touchdowns, that Komet can easily catch two of them. So, he would be another guy to, if you're talking about stacking. Yeah, I also think Juwan Johnson, uh, he, he got in a limited practice today. But, I um, mean, he has seen uh, almost 20 targets the last two games. Saw 12 targets last week, eight catches, 90 yards and a score. He has scored a touchdown in three straight games as well. He's only $3,600. So, he is... Uh, I think just too cheap for what he's been producing lately. So Jawan Johnson at thirty six hundred dollars. I think you can look there as well. You know, and again, matchup that you definitely need to uh, the, the Saints need to win if they want to make it in the playoffs. Also, uh, you know, we know that you look to target Atlanta. You know, through the slot, basically in the middle of the field is where they're vulnerable. So Jawan Johnson, I think at thirty six hundred dollars, I think you can look there. Uh, and like I said, you know, the, the Trey McBride, love him. I mean, I know he's kind of fallen off the last couple of weeks, but the targets have not. I mean, if you just go back and look since week 10, it's 9, 7, 9, 9, 11, 8, and 7 targets. I mean, he still sees an incredible amount of targets. He just hasn't found the end zone in a couple of weeks, but he's still a, a very primary focus for uh, this Cardinals team. So if you're wanting the, the highest total game on the slate, the Seattle-Arizona game is a 47 and a half. I want pieces to that game. It's an indoor game. We don't have to worry about any weather. There's not really any major weather concerns this week. There's a couple of games that look kind of gross, but for the most part, it's nothing concerning that you should worry about, like fading a game for at least right now. So uh, that Trey McBride game, I think, at uh, 6K, I, I definitely i am going to have some interest there in playing him. But other than that, there's no other, like, you know, tight ends I think you have to you, or must plays. Like, if you want to play like a Noah Gray, I guess you could look there for the Chiefs because he's probably going to be their starting tight end who's going to play all the snaps because uh, we're not going to see uh, likely very much, if any, of, Tra- uh, of Travis Kelsey. It's possible he, they don't, he doesn't even play. I know they're probably going to do whatever they can to get him that that uh, that bonus or that 1,000-yard that uh, mark. He's 
I think it would be eight straight years. I think that he would have done it. Uh, so you know, to keep that streak alive, but it's 16 yards. I mean, he could get that on the first drive and pull his ass out of the game. But Noah Gray is $2,500. Uh, Noah Gray is actually a pretty decent tight end. He obviously just doesn't get a much run because of Travis Kelsey. Uh, so you know, I think you could look to see him get maybe five or six targets in that game. So uh, Noah Gray, I think at $2,500 is another uh, really cheap pay down option at tight end. If you want to go there, I think you could look at him as well. So other than that, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the tight end position, like I said, I, I'm pretty much going to be playing a lot of the guys, whatever I play within a stack. That's what I'll be looking at. If not, some one-offs like a uh, Juwan Johnson, Trey McBride, uh, maybe a Noah Gray, but I doubt I, I don't know if you need to really get there for him. But um, other than that, let's move over to the tight end position and, or excuse me, the defense uh, position is what I was going to try to say. And what pay down defense are we going to play this week? Uh, I mean, I don't hate the Giants if you're not playing any Eagles. Uh, twenty, what are they? Twenty three hundred. Um, the Rams at twenty six hundred against San Francisco backups. Uh, the Chargers at twenty nine hundred or twenty eight hundred at home against uh the backups for Kansas City, and then the Raiders thirty three hundred. Uh, they're at home as well against Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, I actually game. think the Raiders is actually a pretty good – I know they're a little bit more expensive than we typically – But we should have value this week to where we we can afford them when we normally don't. Right, yeah. So you don't really need the savings. So I definitely yeah. think, uh, yeah, the Raiders – I mean, the Raiders' defense has looked really good. I know last week they lost to the Colts. But for the most part, this Raiders' defense has played really, really well uh, recently. So uh, obviously, you know, those two games where they had multiple defensive touchdowns obviously helped that. But – Last week just wasn't great as 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 good. Um, not that they were terrible. They, they allowed twenty three points, two hundred fifteen passing yards, one hundred thirty four rushing yards. But uh, for the most part, the Raiders have been a pretty solid defense. Obviously, Max Crosby getting after the quarterback. Uh, they're able to get pressure on the quarterback. So, uh, and you're talking about Jared Stidham. So, yes, I think the Raiders are definitely in play. Uh, the, the, as far as the really cheap uh, options, I still think that you can play the Cardinals if you want to do that at twenty four hundred dollars at home. And then, you know, like you said, the Rams, I think, are always in play. Uh, even though, the, you know, you're probably not going to have, like, um, uh, Aaron Donald or anybody like that playing. But you're also going to be playing against backups in San Francisco as well. So you don't really have to worry as much about that. So, and then, uh, but uh, I think other than that, those are kind of the defenses I think you can look at this week. Um, it's kind of, like you said, with so many different pieces, uh, you really need to wait and see kind of what, what some of these teams are going to look like, uh, you know, in terms of who you can target. Because, I, I think that's obviously going to be critical here. So um, that being said, uh, let's go ahead and try to build a lineup here. Want to do that? <laughs> let's try. All right, go ahead and start it off. Um, CD Lamb. All right. AJ Brown. For playing Brown, let's go Hertz. This is gonna get weird. Yeah, because we already have we have thirty nine hundred dollars left remaining per position. We need two running backs, wide receiver, tight end, a flex, and a defense. This is gonna get weird. I'm just gonna go ahead and plug in the Rams as a placeholder for defense. All right. Which uh which tight end from that game do you prefer? Waller or Goddard? Let's go Waller. Okay. Let's go um let's assume we're gonna get Cleveland running back value. Let's go Pierre Strong. Against Cincy. All right. 
<clears throat> so he's $4,200 remaining at running back, wide receiver, and a flex. Let's just go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and let's go. Oh, wait. Jordan Mason isn't 4K. He's $4,600. It's more expensive. Let's go ahead and plug in Jordan Mason, though. He's $4,600. It still leaves 4K remaining for a wide receiver and a flex. Let's go with um. Let's go with Tutu Atwell. I think Wince is gonna. I think Wince is gonna air it out a little bit. Try to get that. Uh, try to get a job next year. And Tutu Tutu has shown that he can do it. So it leaves you forty seven hundred, which is kind of no man's land. What we could do? Let's go Tyrod instead of Hurts. Then it leaves you seventy five hundred. And now you can play like DJ Moore and uh, and upgrade the Rams defense. I was thinking about not playing Tutu. And seeing like playing like James Conner in the flex because I like Conner a lot, but it still kind of puts you in the same spot. At least forty seven hundred dollars at wide receiver, which I was gonna say maybe like Jackson Smith and Jigba, but mm. he's forty eight hundred dollars. Can't do that. So yeah, it'd be sick if you could get to like McLaurin, but you can't make it work. Oh, I know what we could do McLaurin. You said yeah. All right, so this is what we can do. So we could plug in Michael Wilson, who I like at forty four hundred dollars, and then you could. Fit in Terry McLaurin at forty at fifty five hundred dollars, and then you could upgrade Rams to Raiders defense. Leave two hundred dollars on the table, which would leave Tyrod Taylor, Pierre Strong, uh, Jordan Mason, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Michael Wilson, Darren Waller, Terry McLaurin, and Raiders defense. There you go. With two hundred dollars remaining on the table, there you go. That's not bad at all. You gotta love Week eighteen, man. Playing <laughs> Pierre Strong and Jordan Mason, and we're saying that that team is not bad at all. Oh God. Yeah, definitely, definitely play light this week. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a wild year to say the least. Anyway, so I mean, the amount of quarterback injuries we've had this year, it's just been, it's been absolutely wild this year. Yeah. I mean, here we are. I mean, the amount of different quarterbacks we're, I mean, talking about this week is insane. Um, but it's been a fun year, regardless. Yeah, I am looking forward to the fan, the NFL playoffs. I, I always do tend to do pretty well in the NFL playoffs. So, and we still do have two showdown slates as well for this weekend because the the Texans uh, Colts game uh, Saturday night. I'm definitely gonna have action on that showdown slate. Well, it's a two game. It's a two gamer. Yeah, also. the Ravens. Which I mean, you could make it. I mean, the Ravens and Steelers. Uh, the Ravens obviously are going to be sitting a lot of their uh, a lot of players for that. But you are going to get Tyler Huntley, who we know can be uh, fantasy viable. Yep. Uh, he has definitely gotten there before. But I don't think you'll see probably. Uh, I, oh, I'm playing. I'd play CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is going to nuke Indy. Yeah, with uh, Nico uh, in that game. So yeah, that that's uh, that little. I mean, you can play the two game slate. I mean, obviously, I think with Mason Rudolph, the Steelers' offense has actually looked a lot better. The Steelers have, still have something to play for, as well. They can still get into the playoffs. I think they need the Bills to lose on Sunday night. But then you have that Sunday night game. Who that that showdown slate looks like a lot of fun. I have to see who's all going to play. I don't know about Tyreek Hill. I, I assume Tyreek's going to play. I mean, they they can go all, drop all the way down, I believe, to the fives or the six seed if they lose. So uh, the the Dolphins, you know, this should be a fun one. This game's in Miami as well on Sunday Night Football. So I'm definitely – I wish that game was on the main slate, but obviously the NFL did it right uh, by putting that on an island game, uh, the Bills and the – because the Bills could actually get knocked out of the playoffs if they lose. And I think the Steelers win. I think the Steelers would get in and the Bills would get knocked out, which is wild. Uh, that could happen. So those two games are definitely going to have interest to me in terms of uh, showdown slates. I've really enjoyed the showdown. So I've come really close uh, multiple times this year, taking down a showdown slate, but you have to have that perfect, that yep. perfect build. There's been multiple times I've lost by like one point was the difference between like finishing 300th versus finishing first. So 
but that's how it goes. Yeah, Showdown Slate's a lot of fun. I recommend with Showdown trying to find some single entry stuff. You don't have to worry about as much, uh, you know, getting duped, but it's still going to happen no matter for the most part in those in those slates. But uh, yeah, the NFL playoffs, and we we can actually have some a really good matchups uh, next week. I mean, we're looking at you could probably see the Lions depending on where they finish. If they finish the three seed, they're probably going to be playing the Rams. Uh, you know, at home, Stafford. Stafford, yeah, that's a the narrative of that. You're going to get Puka and Cooper. Flacco is going to play Baltimore in Baltimore, uh, and not not the first not the first week because Baltimore is going to have a bye. But Cleveland's going to Cleveland's going to win their first matchup, then they're going to end up in Baltimore. We could possibly get Chiefs Bills, depending on how that plays out. That that's a possibility of a game that we could get. Uh, just depends on how everything shakes out. Um, we could also get Chiefs Dolphins at Arrowhead. Uh, if the if Dolphins lose, which would be Tyree Kill, like obviously the Chiefs and Dolphins played earlier in the year, but that it's was it's crazy. Over. It's also crazy that Buffalo is like the third has the third best Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl, and if they lose their game Sunday night, they're not even in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> but but if they win, they're the two seed. <laughs> like that is that is insane. Well, I think they said there's twenty of the so twenty of the thirty two teams are still alive for the yeah. playoffs. It's so. crazy. It's the most parity we've had in the league in a while. Yeah, there's no so, dominant one dominant team. No, I know. I, I mean, I know there's been flavors of the week there for a while. It was the yeah. Bills, and then it went to San the Fran for a, a bit. Yeah, and Baltimore and for a bit. Yeah, you know, as as the team that everybody's worried about. So it's there, there's a lot to. I really hope the Texans make it into the playoffs. I think that could be a lot of fun too. Yeah, because I believe that would be because uh, the Texans could actually still win the division if the Jaguars were to lose, but then they could also still just make it in straight up because whoever wins that game is in the playoffs. The Colts and Texans yep. in the playoffs. So even if they're the seven seed, you could be seeing Texans and it, the Bills or Dolphins as possible there. That could be a lot of fun. So there's a lot of really good matchups, uh, I think, for the you know next weekend that uh, I'm looking forward to. and We'll be able to attack a lot easier. Uh, maybe see if we can get Debro or somebody on here and we can talk for four hours over the couple games. Oh, God. On the slate. But uh, anyways, that being said, I appreciate everybody rocking with us all year. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. We'll do this all the way through the Super Bowl, uh, do it every year. And uh, But I uh, appreciate everybody rocking with us through the DFS, the main slates. Uh, this Obviously, this this is the last, I guess, main slate. Last week was actually the last main slate of the year, uh, the big main slate of the year anyway, because this weekend is just a preseason clusterfuck, really, is all it is. Um, really following the news is super important. It's the best way you can get some edge, try to see if you can find anything. Very much like that's what you do in the playoffs, right? Or the preseason. It's trying to find as much edge as you can, who's going to play, you know, uh, how much these guys are going to play and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's the way you look at it this week. But overall, it's been a, it's been a fun year. Uh, it's been a wild, a little bit of a wild year. It's been a very chalky year. It's kind of what we talked about uh, for most weeks. Like before, it was very much like contrarian, hey, let's fade the chalk. This year, it's been all about playing the chalk and just embracing the chalk and trying to get different, you know, in different spots. So. Um, other than that, appreciate everybody rocking with us. Like I said, we'll be back next week for the, uh, the NFL playoffs. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and it should be a lot of fun. This weekend still should be a lot of fun, kind of seeing how all of this plays out. There should be a lot of drama here between Saturday and Sunday. So keep it locked in here. Uh, if you haven't already, you can jump into our Discord. It's absolutely free as well. We have a DFS channel in there. So hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, let's win, try to win some money. Don't go crazy and spend all your bankroll on a weekend that's going to be absolutely wild. So that being said, Hope everybody has a good weekend. We'll see you next Thursday for the NFL playoffs. Bye. Think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to?
Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.